Hello, and welcome to On the Path with Eco, a podcast. As always, I am joined today by Josh Pitak, CEO of Eco, and Mark Celio, COO of Eco, to dig into all things pertaining to the world of engine emissions and compliance. Hey, guys, how's it going? Hey, good, Toby. How are you? I'm real good. Hey, Toby. So essentially, this is part two of our Tier 5 discussion that we started earlier in the year. On November 3rd, you guys uh, attended the CARB's Potential Amendments to the Diesel Engine Off-Road Emission Standards Tier 5 Criteria Pollutants and CO2 Standards, a webinar uh, essentially that we'll just call the Tier 5 webinar going forward. Uh, we are all interested in getting your key takeaways from that webinar. I would like to jump in with a couple of questions that you guys might be able to just shed, shed some light on from what came out of that, that very, very important webinar. Uh, so starting with that, what did stick out to you individually from that webinar? Yeah, I, I think from my side, this is Mark, uh, from my side, uh, some of the big takeaways out of the, the whole five-hour meeting um, that I really that really caught my eye uh, were the potential um, additions of uh, the OBD um, requirements um, that could now apply to off-road engines. I think that's a, that's a big deal um, because typically that's something that you would see in the, in the on-road sector. So, uh, you know, what that's going to look like, who knows right now. Um, but uh, so we have OBD, uh, greenhouse gas, um, and then the, the potential for another flexibility program similar to the Tier 4 TPM program. Um, although I, I think, you know, CARB staff at this point, you know, they're not looking to implement another flexibility program, but, uh, you know, with, with industry feedback and some of the frustrations, uh, I think that, that we took away or that everyone was able to take away from uh, the meeting, uh, getting the, just the immediate feedback, um, that could definitely be an option. Um, so, you know, that um, in-use testing uh, was another one. Um, you know, th those are just big things that are kind of the, a lot of these what ifs. So those, I think that was, those are probably the biggest things that I took away from it. And, you know, there aren't answers to those, those questions right now. So we'll see how that plays out. Awesome. Thank you, yeah. Mark. That's good. How about, how about for you, Josh, anything stick yeah. out for you? Yeah, there are a couple of things that I thought were pretty important. One uh, was basically like when we've had conversations about this in the past, we've talked about the fact that manufacturers are currently able in the tier four levels to meet the emission standards without the use of technologies for after treatment that might otherwise the agencies would expect to have being used, particularly diesel particulate filters. Uh, I think like 85 to 90% of the manufacturers in the industry today that have tier four engines are able to comply with the tier four emission limits without the use of a diesel particulate filter, which is you know, what reduces the PM emissions uh, from the engine. And that's what the agency has, has brought kind of front and center as, as a primary discussion point that, um, you know, they're not going to come out and say that they're frustrated by that or that they, they feel like they've left something on the table. But it's clear that they know that there's available control technologies uh, that are not being utilized. And that's a big driver in their expectation for a tier five regulation is that there's there's opportunities for additional emissions reductions based on the technologies that exist for after treatment. Uh, that's one of them. Uh, the other thing that kind of stuck out to me, which I thought was interesting and may change over time was the fact that they're not going to, they're at least at this point, they're not looking at particle size based emission limits. Like we talked about that in the past in Europe, they've uh, gone from a, a, a 10 micron limit to a, a 2.5 micron limit, which is the fine particles, which are really the ones that are uh, very 
detrimental to human health as far as impact on lungs. And uh, it doesn't sound at this point that they're going to be addressing that in the tier five regulation, but uh, there was definitely some discussion around that from some of the health-based organizations that they thought that that might be something that was important for the agencies to address. But I just thought it was interesting that they, that they sounded, at least at this point, that they're not going to be going after particle-based uh, emission limits. Uh, yeah, very, very interesting. What, what from, from all of these, these in instances of, of new information that's popped up, and coupled with old moving more closer to regulations, what will you be taking back to your clients and relaying to them? I think it's those, those are the primary aspects. Uh, you know, we, we have a few clients that work in the diesel space, uh, not, not too many. Most of the diesel manufacturers have internal staff that, uh, that manage their cert programs for them. But for our manufacturers that work in the diesel side of things, it, it will be that, that, you know, we're going to be driving new regulations here uh, in the near future, which will be changing the technology for after treatment that's utilized, which is going to drive uh, basically a whole nother new certification program. And so really it's like, uh, hey, you better, you better be ready for this to, to start moving toward development on your new engine platforms because uh, you're not going to be able to meet these emission limits with your existing technology. Yeah. And so it's really starting to you know, address this and, and, and forecast for planning from the technology side on, on the fuel system and after treatment systems. And, and what that could potentially mean for the equipment manufacturer as well. You know, I mean, uh, let alone the cost increase. Um, you know, will they have to reconfigure depending on, on what type of equipment they build um, just to accommodate uh, tier five? And who knows at this point, but uh, I think those are all yeah. questions that um, a lot of the manufacturers on the equipment side have as well. And yeah, I think that's, that's one, of the, one of the things that, that ECO, you know, will do and we continue to do is, is stay abreast to, to all these meetings. Um, you know, I mean, this is a, a five hour meeting that all these folks sat in on, um, and a lot of them were on the, the equipment side, you know, wanting to have answers to their questions. So, you know, the next go round, um, you know, if you don't want to sit in on a five, six hour meeting, um, you can give us a call because we can probably, uh, you know, break it down for you pretty easy. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's a huge industry that, that is definitely going to be vocal um, about what is happening in these particular instances and and as the the tier five kind of creeps forward uh it's funny to 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 kind of see it as creeping forward but nevertheless there's so many people that seem blindsided by so much of this big time information and relating back to how they just got done with tier four uh and what and what's going to happen with tier five exactly right and, and that's the thing there's there's such a long road i mean the the uh the moderator i believe um stated that, you know, it could be as late as 2028 to 2029 before any new regulations are actually implemented. So there's a, there's a long road ahead. So in its current phase, what is the window of opportunity for input from manufacturers and health organizations to help CARB reform uh, the final tier five regulations? Well, I, I think the time is now. Um, wouldn't you agree, Josh? I mean, that this is the time that you want to be that voice. Yeah, there will definitely be more meetings as they move forward. This was just the initial kickoff, yeah. but uh, obviously, you know, they had 500 plus uh, attendees in this initial kickoff meeting. And, you know, they basically just kind of highlighted what their general plans are. They haven't gotten any in the specific specific details about how they're going to implement this. And so as, to, as time moves forward, they'll, they'll be having, I would guess, a, a 
couple of meetings, two to three meetings per year in the in the near term here to to start to formulate and finalize what their eventual goal is going to be. But now is now is the time to start getting involved in that if you have a stake and an interest in this process. So, so you had said like 2029 as, as kind of an innocuous, what could and could not happen, but is, is CARB indeed, uh, can, can they expedite that process? Did you get any kind of a feeling that there could be uh, expedited timelines or, or any real effects on business like coming soon? Yeah, no, I, I didn't really get that impression from this first kickoff meeting. I think they were pretty pretty set on, on those dates. Um, and and that those would be the soonest in, and that's the impression I got. And, you know, it, it also, you know, something to consider is the federal EPA side of things, right? There's going to have to be some coordination between California and the EPA. There, there's no doubt about it. There's too many um, factors involved uh, in the overall grand scheme of things uh, for CARB to just implement tier five um, all by themselves here in, in California. Um, without at least some some input uh, from the EPA and some coordination. Yeah, that was actually a, a major rallying point of, of CARB from the very beginning of the meeting was uh, I even count the number of times that, that the staff member or presenter, or presenter uh, came out and said that you know, we're going to have to have EPA's input mm -hmm. on this and their assistance. And, and to date, EPA has not really come to the table. And so I'm sure that they had some EPA folks on the phone you know, listening, but not actively participating. But that's that's actually a very important point, Mark. Yeah, and it's and it sounds it sounds like it's an inevitability, right? That those two entities would have to come together and move on this type these instances. Um, Carb has done a great job of being pretty transparent, pretty open, pretty vocal um, and public about uh, where to get this information and where to go. Uh, the webinars that they put forth. Um, again, you can always head over to the ECOS website at enginecert.com and pay attention to the event calendar. We do post uh, upcoming webinars having to do with the array of, of information and topics that CARB puts forward. Can we expect that kind of transparency almost by proxy from EPA, or would you expect the EPA to kind of hold that a little bit closer to their chest? How would you see that type of uh, transparency for preparation for companies going forward? Well, if they decide that they're going to get involved in this process, yes, it, it will be very similar to that. There'll be notices on on their website to talk about what their involvement will be in the timelines. But uh, so far, uh, they haven't really come up to the table to uh, to say that they're going to be interested in developing Tier 5 regulation. And we have kept contacts kind of behind the scenes at the agency that help write the rules and, and speaking with them, you know, it did. I don't want to say that they're understaffed, but they don't necessarily have the, the level of staff that they would require to be involved in a process like this currently. So I think the first thing that we would see is kind of what we saw with CARB there, uh, you know, several months back was that initial hiring phase of trying to bring some people on board to, to oversee these programs. And that's the kind of thing that, we, that we'll be tracking, the, the behind the scenes inside baseball type activities to, to let people know that the EPA will be coming on board. Awesome. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you very much. Um, as always, we totally appreciate you keeping us informed on the latest developments of tier five regulations, uh, taking the time to break it down for us all, uh, taking the five hour meetings and bringing it to us in, in a more of a bite size. Uh, and this is definitely a pivotal industry conversation that we'll keep covering as more news and information comes about. 
Uh, and also, as always, we also want to thank you for tuning in, the listener. Uh, we certainly hope that you're leaving today with something that you didn't come with. Uh, and keep an eye on our event calendar page on the website, enginecert.com uh, backslash event calendar. And we will keep you up to date on all available webinars coming from CARB and, and hopefully webinars having to do with CARB and EPA joint forces. Um, but until next time, uh, you can join us right here uh, on the path with ECO.